0: Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch, and the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, Wonderful Pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up A whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. I love them. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, Gainbridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder Gainbridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today at gainbridge.io. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now
3: let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: Okay, so we have video of Patrick Mahomes walking off the podium today in Kansas City. Is he limping? So for our radio audience, he is not limping. There is no boot. He looks like you and I walking off a podium. Patrick Mahomes. It's crazy. Yeah, I thought he was going to have... They, they told me we had the video, and I thought, oh, I want to see him limping. He's not limping at all. He just walks off. What do you make me, of it? Let me ask you, though. I don't want to get too Zapruder here. Most people walk with their right foot forward. He takes a
4: left step down first. If you look, it looked like he It was... It was scripted. Watch okay. it again. Can we, can we show it one okay. more time? So his left foot walks in front. No, nobody does that, right? You walk see. with your right foot forward. Watch this right here. Left down first. Anything?
0: Nothing? I, I, I give you credit for noticing it. I would have never thought about that. It looked like as he looks so the, down so at the step. That's where he's putting his weight, on yes, his left. On his left foot as opposed to the right foot. That's, that's a pretty good call minuscule. Well, it's, it's. Do we?
4: Are there people in your ears saying McIntyre's crazy? Make fun of him. They've been saying that since you showed up.
0: That's something. Mitchell Schwartz is sitting there listening to us with his Cal degree, thinking we're a couple of blubbering morons here. I will say, have you ever had a high ankle sprain, Mitchell? Oh yeah, I've had
3: my fair share.
0: They're they're the worst I've heard. They're ter- I never have. Can you be better a week later?
3: You can be. I mean, I saw that footage along with you. He looks like he's moving well, I would say. Uh, he didn't break stride, I think's the biggest thing. You know, he took that first step with the left going down, but the last step, all the weights on the right, he looks pretty good. I'd imagine he's maybe doing that for a purpose, to try to show people that he is feeling pretty good, okay. so uh, pr- pretty good news.
0: Now, Mitchell, you've been in these big games with Kansas City, Andy Reid, and Mahomes. Is, is, is – Um, is practice different? Uh, Andy loves these big moments to show off a little bit. He'll bring out one of his plays is practice different for these games.
3: No, it's pretty much the same. I mean, the schedule stays the same. Uh, the work is the same kind of the way you go about the week, the way you install, uh all of that tends to be the same it's just a bit of a heightened energy because you know you know if you lose this is the end of it and especially this particular game where you're able to get to the super bowl if you win and then going up against what's now a new rival uh but you try to keep you know as much as you can the same you try to eliminate the exterior distractions i think that's one of the biggest things that coach is big on is you know eliminate those distractions just when you're in the building really focus in
0: well in terms of Andy and Mahomes uh, this is still very much a honeymoon period um, when they had to let Tyreek Hill go and the corner award. That is the reality of paying your quarterback a lot. Um, are you surprised at all how it's been so seamless? With of, I mean, they rebuilt a defense in a year, an O-line in a year, and a receiving corner in a year. Having had multiple coaches, how does Andy – that's usually situationally, Mitchell, it's hard. It's a different, guys are coming from all over the league. Are you surprised that the offense remained best in the league despite, over the last two years between O-line and receiver, there's like nine new starters.
3: Yeah, it's pretty crazy and The thing I expected was maybe this isn't the best offense in the NFL this year. Maybe it's, you know, the third best, the fourth best, the fifth best. But because you're able to draft two guys in the first round on defense, because you're able to keep bolstering that side of the ball, you know, maybe the defense gets into the top 15, the top 10. You become a bit more balanced of a team. Well, you know, that hasn't necessarily been the case. It's been the offense, the number one offense, in basically any category you can look at both, you know, traditional statistics and advanced metrics. And the defense has progressed well in the second half of the season. But it is, it, it's it's kind of crazy that they're able to be this good and losing the guys that uh, you mentioned, being able to rebuild you know, a receiver group on the fly, last year being able to rebuild an offensive line group on the fly. That's not the way it's supposed to go, and you're not supposed to go 14-3 and, and and get the one seed. So uh, testament to Coach, testament to, to Pat, and also to Travis as well because I think we're realizing you know, he's such an integral part of what the offense does. Burrow 3-0 and
0: against Mahomes. What is the matchup? Uh, For the record, I believe Kansas City has led big in two of those games, so it's not like, but there is something about Cincinnati that Buffalo maybe doesn't have. Your takeaway on what's the little secret sauce for Cincinnati or the matchup that works here?
3: It seems like defensively they're able to do something to frustrate the Chiefs' offense, and You know, Last year was probably the Chiefs' quote-unquote down year, which is kind of crazy to to think about, and we saw for about a four- to five-week stretch the teams were frustrating the Chiefs' offense, and there would be these weird games where the offense couldn't get out of a rut, they couldn't uh, continue possessions, they were punting a little bit more than normal. And it seems like Cincinnati's really honed in on whatever that magic formula is to frustrate the Chiefs offense. You know, they can only rush three, and they have eight guys in coverage, and no one's open, and they're able to get home with with protection. Um, when they are blitzing, they're effective, they're getting free runners, and they're, they're forcing Pat to get rid of it. And so there's this kind of frustrating bit of football that uh, the the Bengals' defense seems to have over the Chiefs offense. and. As you said, you know, the Chiefs have been up early in a lot of these games. It's just the frustration starts to mount in the third and fourth quarter. Obviously, we know Burrow's a a cool customer, and he just keeps marching down the field and he keeps scoring points, and they've come out on top in the first three matchups. Mitchell, you were um, in the middle of
0: this as the league became much more of an offensive league. Uh, We had Kyle Van Noy on yesterday saying, you know, when you go up at his first year in the league and now you just everybody's willing to go over the middle. Tight ends, receivers. I can remember when I was younger, there was a term called alligator arms that receivers did not want to go over the middle. And if you had a Michael Irvin, it was so rare to have a guy that was willing to get his head knocked off, right? Now everybody goes over there. You can't hit anybody. And you've been in the middle of this pivot. So seven of the last eight coaches were offensive coaches. Uh, Sean McDermott was the last one. And they had no offensive game plan. They com- Zach Taylor took them to the woodshed. It was It was really No identity, no game plan, deep balls up the sideline in a snowstorm. Basketball, I've always feel like you've got to be a little patient with coaches because you can't fix a team in a draft because you're drafting kids. They're 18, 19. In the NFL, I get you. You're 23. You're ready to start. You're a man. I can go find five starters, good starters, in an NFL draft. You can't do that in an NBA draft. So I tend to be in basketball just Let the Celtic thing, the Milwaukee Buck thing, just be patient. But the NFL is different. Um, When you look at the Cowboys, a Mike McCarthy. When you look at the Bills, Sean McDermott. When you have these penalties. We talked about it yesterday. Do we sound crazy saying Sean McDermott felt like he he just doesn't quite get where the league's gone? Does that sound crazy for somebody that spent a decade in the league?
3: I think at first glance, it does sound crazy because you're like, wow, the Bills have been one of the best teams over the last few years. You know, again, you look at some of the data and they've been the best team this year uh, when you combine all three phases. But if you're a Bills fan and you're thinking about it, you know, conceptually the way you are, would you rather have Brian Dable as the head coach, knowing what Dable was able to do in New York, knowing that he was the one to unlock Josh Allen. He was the one apparently to keep him on track to get him to not make all these crazy plays and not force the ball too much. Would you rather have that guy as the head coach? Because as we've seen with this league, you know, you, you started to have the Shanahan McVay and then all of a sudden, Hey, we got to get the next hot young offensive coordinator. Well, the reason is offense, like you said, is what football is about. And so if you've got that brilliant mind as the head coach, he never leaves. The offense is always at yeah. their peak potential, yeah. and it just—it's we're finding it really difficult to be successful as a head coach without that.
0: The, um, you know, the Andy Reid is is fascinating to me. I think if you if you could pick a Super Bowl, it would be Andy Reid against Philadelphia, his old team. Um, how long did it take you? As a pretty heady guy from Cal, how long did it take you when when in the Andy Reid you get there? that you knew he was unique offensively was it a meeting was it a practice uh, was it repetition what was the first thing Mitchell that jumped out and you thought man this guy this guy is operating at a different level
3: it was pretty early because the, the first thing that stuck out to me is as a head coach you know he wasn't having 10 15 20 minute team meetings every single day you had the team meeting when you showed up in april and it was like hey guys this is the schedule this is how it's going to be laid out uh we expect you to work hard these are the goals for the year and then that was the last time you saw him in a team meeting format until the next phase of the off season and where i came from in cleveland we pretty much had a new head coach every year i had three and four years and so those guys are trying to meet a bunch they're trying to instill their culture they're trying to talk about you know reliability and consistency but coach has that already instilled, whether it's, you know, from the first few years when I wasn't there or just the way he operates, like he tells you, these are the goals, let's go do it. And then offensively, you get to see that really quickly once you get into the install, the level of detail, you know, the the screen game in particular sticks out to me because that's an area that as an offensive lineman, we get to see him install and you've got different landmarks you've got different you know specificities for the running back how to like exactly place the ball to him to get him up the field at the right angle there's there's so much precise detail and as a guy who didn't know much about you know coaches playbook specifically all i knew was you know Andy Reid Philadelphia screen game passing offense like the first time he installed a screen i was like all right i get it like i understand why this works it's because he's so detailed Yeah.
0: Finally, um, Aaron Rodgers, many are suggesting if he doesn't retire this year, it's close. Brady may retire. So for you or an offensive lineman, it tends to be you had a, a, a back injury. It's a physical thing. It's not for quarterbacks usually. But be that as it may, injury or not for you, I always feel like when a player starts talking about retirement, they're probably close. Even before your injury, you know the interior of that O line, or or the O line period. It beats up your hands. It beats up your shoulders. Was there? What was the determining factor? If if you obviously had an injury, but had you thought about it in your head? Like okay, I'm. This is ten years of getting beat up. Take me to being an older player. You've had a couple injuries. Aaron's had a couple collarbone. Uh, I think breaks or surgeries. Take me to what they're thinking, in your opinion.
3: Yeah, I think everybody does think about what the end looks like and how much you're you're willing to endure. And to your point, once you start getting serious along, am I willing to walk away? Is it ready? You know, what what's so difficult is doing what you need to do in the offseason. You know, once you get into the season, even if you don't love the grind of it, you know, as an offensive lineman in particular, if you don't love training camp and you don't love, you know, the practice schedule of a normal season, you can still get through it. But it's in March, it's in April when you're like, oh man, I got to go work out today. You know, there's no one around you. There's no friends to go work out with. Are you still willing to put in that kind of commitment? And so I do think most guys, you know, as they reach the end of their career, whether it's, you know, seven years, whether it's 12 years, whether it's 20, you start to think about the risk reward. Have I made enough money? How do I have the accolades I want? You know, for me, we had won the Super Bowl, and that was one of the lifelong dreams and something that I didn't think was necessarily achievable. And so you think, All right, you know, I've had a pretty good career. I've now won the Super Bowl. I've got these accolades. Like, would I be okay walking away or is there still something I want to chase? Um, As you said, you know, the the injury made it pretty easy for me. You know, if I didn't have that, I don't know how much longer I would have kept playing. But I feel like I walked away very fulfilled because I did have all those things. I did have the Super Bowl. I played on awesome teams. I made a lot of good friends. I made a good amount of money. And so I kind of hit all those checklist things that I didn't feel like. I had more to give. I didn't, you know, get screwed over by the coach who didn't play me. I, I, you know, had a pretty awesome career of starting every game. So there wasn't any one area where I was like, "Ah, I need to hang around for this specifically. Yeah.
0: And by the way, you made four Pro Bowls. Uh, Aaron's got Pro Bowls, MVPs. He's got a ring. He's rich. I mean, it's, it's, I think it's hard to walk away from the money, but to your point, he has checked a lot of boxes, and he obviously has a much broader life beyond football. We know that based on the things he tells us. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz, say hi to your brother. It's great seeing you again. By the way, move your head and show everybody that picture behind you. Uh, that bit. Look at it. There's Mitchell. <laughs> you don't get many of those. Oh, yeah,
3: look at that. The red jersey, nice and slimming.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Mitchell, good seeing you again. Thanks for having me. You bet. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox
1: Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-QX80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
2: Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on!
0: Choose from a full line of Kumo tires. Ship fast and free to you, or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Kumo test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. So, Colin, I thought
4: we'd wing it on the news uh, this half hour. Wing it. Uh, Yeah, we were a little backed up with the Mitchell Schwartz stuff. So, uh, should we just start talking about the Lakers? I don't know. Should we? Yeah, why not? A disappointing performance last night from LeBron and company. I mean, LeBron was spectacular. But now all the chatter with the Lakers has turned to, hey, what do we do trade-wise? Should Russell Westbrook be moved? Someone floated a potential—this is just potential—Zach Levine in ex- coming out, uh, from the Bulls to the Lakers. Now, he's a better shooter than Westbrook. Oh, he's
0: great, but the Bulls are failing. Now, you'd give up Westbrook and the two future firsts. Okay, so can I can I say this on Zach Levine? He's from Ballard, Washington. So, I, I saw some high school stuff because it was interesting that he was such a great player out of high school. So, he's vertical. He's spectacular. Uh, he's a better shooter— Here's my thing, though. Is he a winning player? That's always been my knock. Everybody, He is the classic great... You know, we, we talk about this in football. Like, some quarterbacks, they're great in highlights. The footwork's bad, the yeah. mechanics aren't good... I always think he's talented. I never feel like he's a winning player. Well, he was on the Olympic
4: team last time, and he was part of a winning team. He had to like dial in, and he couldn't shoot 25 times a, a game. He likes to shoot. I am a huge—I have a massive crush on his game because he makes it look effortless. The guy's walking on air, He's super, ridiculous dunks. Oh, he's super he, vertical. Seven, eight threes a game. Now the question is, do the Bulls want to give up on Zach Levine this early? You know, listen, they're not a playoff team right now. And they're going to have a massive luxury tax bill. DeMar DeRozan, you know, it's just not working out there. But if you're the Lakers, you've got to do something to upgrade this roster. We saw Westbrook,
0: he couldn't finish at the rim last night. No, listen. Robert Covington blocking a shot, Kawhi Leonard. Well, and also, it's come... One of the reasons Westbrook is more dynamic in the regular season than the playoffs, because the playoffs become more about half-court basketball. Everybody cinches up their defense. Westbrook is a poor half-court player. Extremely. Doesn't set screens. No, he he won't defend. You can pick on him defensively. Can't hit shots. Won't set screens. He's a... Now, full court in his prime athletically, you got about 16 points a night on just beating people down the floor. But So for me with Westbrook is what the Lakers need is because they're... I do think they could be trouble in the playoffs if AD is healthy and LeBron. Big time. AD expected to maybe return tonight against the Spurs. But my takeaway is Westbrook in the playoffs, as the sport becomes more half-court centric, Westbrook becomes a liability. He's not always a liability in the regular season. Playoff basketball, you pick on Westbrook. Yeah, you He's a poor defender, can't shoot, won't screen. So to me, if you look at this roster now with a kid from the Wizards, LeBron, AD, addition by subtraction, I I think I'd move Westbrook and give the picks up if you because I do think they could be a matchup problem yeah I mean it's a lot of Denver's Pelicans
4: think about this if you Memphis. have a series where LeBron and AD are healthy which is a big ask on the court what team has two players better than them
0: well, Jokic and uh, 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 Murray are pretty good, aren't they? I mean, it's a uh, staff. Okay, uh, Steph Jokic and Murray are very good. I'll give you that. But staff and Wiggins and uh, we saw Draymond Green shut down Jokic in the playoff series last year for the Warriors. Like, I think I think the the point being, if you're talking about the move, because this is probably AD gets hurt a lot and LeBron's old. Yeah. If you do think this team is capable, and I do, if they're healthy, of winning a playoff series. Potentially in a matchup, Westbrook is really becomes an addition by subtraction. He is not. He is no mm. longer. He is now a huge liability in half court basketball. They'll attack him. They'll be like, send him Every, over for but, the screen. I'm gonna, gonna go right. When you go to play a team him, yeah. six or seven games, you yeah. figure out very quick. Like I always say about Brooklyn, Kyrie Irving's now is such a liability. When you play Brooklyn in the playoffs, you're going after Kyrie Irving and you're putting Ben Simmons at the line. Those guys on an they fly into town for a game, they can they can harm you. If I get to play seven games against Brooklyn, they got holes. Major. I can attack over and yeah. over.
4: All right, next up, uh, the NFL has announced the three finalists for this year's Coach of the Year Award. Colin, we kind of sparred about this earlier. Kyle Shanahan, Brian Dayball, and Doug Peterson have filled out the I list. They're a- the three finalists. Okay. No Andy Reid, no Nick Sirianni. Dayball's a slam dunk. He Third got- in his
0: division and won nine games. Daniel Jones and the weakest playoff roster. He took a re- a roster that has really one great unit, defensive line, and Daniel Jones to the playoffs and won a game. Oh, they were bad. Uh, Jags obviously were the worst but, team in the league last the year. Jags Giants spent, are bad. Jags spent two hundred and fifty or three hundred million on free agents. Trevor Lawrence. They got some players. Jags got some dudes. I mean, Giants have Saquon Barkley. And that's about Dexter <laughs> Lawrence. They got two dudes.
4: Uh, uh, KT, uh, Thibodeau, we like him. He's Coming a rookie. Edge. Nice. So you would go Dayball, huh? I think slam dunk. I, I mean, Shanahan did get a third-string quarterback, a rookie, last pick in the draft to
0: the NFC Championship game. It is arguably the best roster in a decade in the league.
4: But quarterbacks more important than any other position. Brock, Purdy, at any rate, uh, Fox Bet. As Shanahan the slight favorite at plus one hundred, Dable right behind him at plus one ten. Um, also, oh, our, our, our t- staff notes Dan Campbell snubbed for what he did with Detroit. Now I know he didn't make the playoffs, well, but they were eight and nine.
0: weren't they? How many games did Brian Dable win? Brian Dable won a playoff game with Daniel Jones. Nick Sirianni, number one seed again. stacked roster and Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts suffered an MVP. Stack. If I had told you before the year. Hey. Daniel Jones not only gets to the playoffs, wins a playoff game. Let's just bet $100. You'd, in one second, you'd make that bet. I thought, we, I thought we talked Giants and we liked them in August. No, no, no. You liked I them. <laughs> I had them fourth. You talked me into third. Right. And I did. That's where they finished. No, thanks to you, I got that (laughs) division right.
4: Yes, yes. All right. Uh, Final story. Justin Fields took a big jump in his development this season. He did. Really blossomed in the run game. 700-plus yards mm. uh, from last season on the ground, breaking Lamar Jackson's single-season record. Bears center Lucas Patrick has praised Fields for his night-and-day improvement. Here's what he had to say. I really think it was the confidence in him knowing when certain plays are coming. As a player, you know, this play's being called. This is my time to make the play. And he stepped up in those moments. We saw the explosive plays he made during the latter half of the season and the things he was able to do, both throwing
0: and running the ball. It was excellent. Not really. (laughs) No, he's a super athlete, but they lost 10 games in a row. And he's not... Nobody questions his size, athleticism, power arm, but... Got it. You got to complete sixty three percent of your I'll throws. Put you on the spot. The Bears have the number one pick. Are you keeping Fields or what are we doing? I think they have so many needs. Mm. Um, I, 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 my theory on the draft has always been the same. You always trade down trade in the down. first round unless there's a Trevor Lawrence and Andrew Luck, and there's very few of those. I don't think anybody's trading up for Bryce Young. That would be my guess. No, it's early in the process. Stroud. So probably on your not. mock draft, who who's the first? Or you have the Bears. What do they take? I'm going Will Anderson. Okay, that makes sense. Edge
4: rusher for
0: yeah, uh, Alabama. Yeah. Who, who's your second pick? Um, Texans? I'd go C.J. Stroud. I like Stroud a no, lot more than I'm, I know I'm, people like. No, I'm with maybe you. Maybe it's recency bias. Well, that was Herbert. When he ran in the Rose Bowl, you're
4: like, oh. But you were the one. I remember you had put out a tweet during that Rose Bowl, and all these people jumped down your throat. Ah, come on, Herbert. He can't. The offense is junk. But again, the the
0: Offenses they run in college are nothing like the pros. Well, and also in college, a coach will limit the exposure of getting hit to his quarterback because they don't have a a capable backup. So against Georgia, Ohio State said, kid, run. Last game potentially as a college player. C.J. Stroud Mm. did a Herbert. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. That's C.J. Stroud? He's capable of that? So I'm with you. I would take C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young. And I think Bryce Young is more ready year one to play. But I think C.J. Stroud's size and the game... What What do you make of this narrative? Ohio State quarterbacks always stink in the pros.
4: There's nothing there, right? There's multiple...
0: Ohio State used to be linebacker U. It now has the best receivers in the country. The world's changed. Ohio State... Look at their receivers Ooh. over the last. Yeah. Alave, uh, the kid, Garrett Wilson, Harrison, Marvin Harrison coming at. O. So mm-hmm. no, I mean Ohio State's whole program now is offense. Their big issue is they can't stop people. They couldn't yeah. stop Michigan. They couldn't. Ohio State's an offensive program. And When Harrison went down in the game against uh, Georgia, like or they, they were offense, the game. yeah, yeah. So Ohio State, I don't buy that. It's an offensive program now, and should be. That's that's the USC used to be. Penn State linebackers. USC line. USC used to be running backs. USC is now going to throw forty-five times a game with Caleb yeah. Williams. That's what you should do. J Mack with the news.
1: Well, that's the news.
2: And thanks for stopping by.
1: The Herd Line News. I want to see your
0: mock draft. Send it to me. It's not done. It should be done. Sorry,
4: it's not done. It will be done this afternoon. A couple more things to iron out. By the way, uh, you do, are you aware, Miami Dolphins have forfeited their pick because yeah. of the Brady Payton thing. So there's only 31 picks oh. in the first round.
0: All right. So, so you're going to send it to me? I yeah, see I'll it. send it to you. Yeah. Okay. A lot of SEC guys. I think, Shocker. So I think the interesting one, because I think CJ, Houston's going to take a quarterback. I, my guess is. Uh, by the way, they could take, if they were bad, they could take another one next year. Arizona had three. Uh, they got a lot of issues.
4: Jalen Carter, the
0: uh, defensive tackle at of Colts, uh, for Colts, and that's where it gets interesting. They're taking a quarterback, absolutely. Okay. So I think they're gonna they're gonna take C.J. Stroud. I'll tell you the other one. It's very easy to bang on Will Levis at mm-hmm. Kentucky. That's he's gonna be a polarizing player. Atrocious O line this year. Big, strong, A plus arm, smart kid. I'm just telling you, like, I know Colts fans are going to be like, we could get Bryce Young. I'd go Will Levis. did you see
4: what happened to their quarterbacks this year behind that offensive line? I know they had Quentin Nelson, but, I mean, Matt Ryan, I think, led the league in, like, every bad quarterback to fumbles. I mean, he's getting destroyed. I don't want Bryce Young going to Indy behind that offensive line. All right, back in a second live in L.A., it's The Herd.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific.
0: This is Steve Covino. And Rich Davis. And together we are Covino and Rich. Covino and
1: Rich.
0: Thanks, buddy. Uh, That's right, Covino and Rich, Fox Sports Radio's newest hit show, Heard weekdays from 5 to 7 Eastern, 2 to 4 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Every Covino & Rich show is available as a podcast. Just search Covino & Rich wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. I'm such a rockin' dude. The show features our unique take on sports, injected with some fun, humor, and relatability. Listen to Covino & Rich five days a week on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Covino & Rich, give me a hell
3: yeah!
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other.
0: Uh, Patrick Mahomes, there's actual video walking off the podium for our TV audience. Somebody put the camera right on his leg as he walked off the podium. This is journal. (laughs) Look at that right there. Doesn't look like he's. Now, J-Mac did acknowledge that his left foot, he had the left foot, the landing foot for a right-hander. Good observation. Here was Mahomes earlier today on powering through his uh, ankle injury. It's doing good, you know. I've had a few days of treatment, a few days of rehab.
1: Uh, excited to get on the practice field and kind of test it out uh, and uh, see where I'm at. you kind of to have to mentally just get yourself to focus on what needs to be focused on, and that's the team that you're playing. And you prepare your body all week, and then when you get to Sunday, uh, you focus on playing the football game, and uh, that's what I'm going to try to do this
4: week.
0: Yeah.
4: Remember last week the overreaction to the Bengals being down three offensive linemen? Is there an overreaction to the Mahomes' ankle injury
0: here yeah he I mean, looks, like looks pretty good yeah i think i i do think um you know it, it may limit some of his escapability but i but i also think you can change your game plan for instance the Bengals missing three offensive linemen their ban- their game plan was very much short precision passing um combined with the snow which limits upfield rushers their game plan was very precise, very focused. They played into Burrow's short game strengths. So they, you know, they built a game plan around missing offensive linemen. I think what's interesting this week: Chris Jones is so disruptive, and Frank Clark on the interior of the O line. So I wonder if Cincinnati's game plan this week is moving the pocket a little. If you have to use a backup O lineman against Chris mm-hmm. Jones. Do you move the pocket more? Do they run outside? Because it's very possible that Chris Jones is going to blow up that that O line for the Bengals. We talked about it last week. It wasn't a factor. Nobody on Buffalo is Chris Jones. He's right now. He's probably. I thought Aaron Donald took a slight step back. Chris may be the best interior lineman in the league. Right? Yeah. He feels Aaron Donald like missed
4: like half the season. Yeah. Quinn Williams was dominant for the Jets. He was. <laughs> Come on. But he's, he's not, not Chris off. Jones.
0: Chris is a. a Chris is a. Chris, ser- yeah, I'll give Chris a he's slight a game record. not Yes. Look at Ryan's laughing, slight nod. <laughs> no, I, I, so you basically, if you look at football, we love it so much. It's like our kids. We're so passionate about things, you overreact. We overrated, we overreacted to Dak's bad game. He had a good game, right? Then we overreact to Dak's good game, and he goes back to being yeah. Dak. A lot of picks. So we, 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 we tend to overreact to stuff. We overreact to, you know, the, uh, Eagles, the Jags come back to win, yeah. and then they get housed by, you know, we overreact the, to the stuff. Eagles ch- the Eagles dominating the hapless
4: Giants. Overreaction? I think there's a bit of an overreaction happening. It's going to be a
0: shock to the system when Jalen Hurts is like, oh, oh look at this Niners defense. There's no holes here. None. Now, that defense is... I'm trying to think of the last defense that had a pro bowler in every unit. Maybe Baltimore, the Ray Lewis. Oh, that was yeah. that was Well, a you, had, group. you had yeah everybody. You had Ed Reed in the back end. Uh, yeah, the Broncos the year they won with Peyton. They were good. Von Miller off the edge. I think he was the yeah. He was no yeah. fly zone. Akib Talib may have been in that secondary. Mm. Yeah, that that was pretty good. All right, we're done for today. Peter Schrager, Mitchell Schwartz delivered the Power Hour. Hey. Nothing but going straight to the sky. First things first around the corner. We'll see you tomorrow is the hurt.
1: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury.